God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace be given to you, and they are, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to look at the Old Testament reading for today from Proverbs. This is verse 29 of Proverbs 31. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. I mean, seriously, where would we be? Where would we be without you moms? Now, even as I ask that question and say that, make that statement, I know that not everybody's mom has been a good mom. Some of you are where you are, and you who are your, you are, your mother notwithstanding. Not all moms have been good. And to be honest with you, I don't quite know what to say. Uh, or what can be said to make up for that. Perhaps this prayer that I came across will help a little bit. I'll just share some of this prayer written for those without moms on Mother's Day. Our Father in heaven, I know that our particular situations are not lost on you. You are aware of every detail of our lives. You know every single person without a mother either by choice or some other misfortune. This Mother's Day, I pray that you can bring comfort to those individuals. We are affected by every parental relationship that we do and don't have. Yet, God, I know that in spite of the hurt we may feel, you love us. You love every single one of us. I pray that we can find comfort in you and that we can find someone in our life to be that maternal figure and that they would bless us with godly wisdom. Those last words, that they would bless us with godly wisdom. That's what the book of Proverbs is all about. Godly wisdom. Most of it comes from Solomon. You know Solomon, noted to be one of the wisest men ever to have lived because when he was about to succeed his dad David as king, he prayed, God gave him the blank check. Ask whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. And Solomon said, make me wise. And God answered that prayer. Now, I don't know if, if you realize this or not, but as I studied Proverbs 31 in preparation for this message, I came to realize that this first part of chapter 31 is not from Solomon's wisdom but it is actually the wisdom and advice of a mother given to her son. Listen to verse 1. The sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. Who was King Lemuel? Well, best guess is, is that he was king of Massa, which simply means he was a descendant of a guy by the name of Ishmael, who was the firstborn, if you remember, to Abraham through Sarah's servant Hagar. And the name Lemuel, by the way, means devoted to God. 
which is exactly the main character quality of the woman who is described in Proverbs chapter 31. Everything about this woman flows from this one fact that she is devoted to God. She wants to live a godly life. In terms of Proverbs, here's what this woman is. She is a woman who fears the Lord. Or as we heard Peter say, a woman who reveres Christ as Lord in her heart. That's the beginning of wisdom, isn't it? Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now here's another fact that I, I, I came to realize and to appreciate as I spent some time studying Proverbs 31, and in particular that chapter. In the book of Proverbs, wisdom is personified as a woman. Here's an example from Proverbs chapter 4. A dad is talking to his son in that chapter. And the dad says this to his son. Get wisdom. Do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you. Love her. And she will watch over you. Esteem her. And she will exalt you. Embrace her. And she will honor you. You'll find that personification of wisdom as being a woman throughout the entire book. And to cap off that book-long personification of wisdom as being a woman, there's the final chapter of the book of Proverbs, which bears the heading of being an epilogue. An epilogue simply is a conclusion, a final word to bring ultimate clarity to what the whole book has been about. And in this case, that final word of clarity is this. If you want to see what wisdom looks like in real life, here it is. Here it is. Here's wisdom in real life in the form and the person of the godly woman. She is the living, walking, talking exhibit of what wisdom in the Lord is all about and what wisdom in the Lord looks like and what wisdom in the Lord does. And her life can be summed up in this way, in her walk and in her talk. She is reflecting what God is like. That's to be a godly woman a woman who reflects what God is like. Now, since we live in the New Testament era, let's put this in New Testament terms. The godly woman is a woman who in her life reflects the person of Jesus Christ. That's a godly woman, which is what makes her the best of moms. The best of moms reflect Jesus Christ in what they say and in what they do and in how they do it. That sets the bar pretty high for moms, doesn't it? You know, I mean, my mom was great. 
She was. I will put my mom up against anybody's mom. But to put my mom up against Jesus <laughs> and compare her to Jesus, to say that she always responded to every situation as Jesus did, and that she always said the things that Jesus said with the temperament that Jesus had? No. No, she, she had her moments, mostly given to her by the fact of the three boys that she was trying to raise. Now, saying that brings me back to verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 31 and the question that's posed there. This woman that's being talked about in Proverbs chapter 1, this 31, this, this wife of noble character, the question is, this wife of noble character, who can find one? Do you know what the answer to that question is? You can't. She doesn't exist. That is to say, there has never been a woman who perfectly has reflected the person of Jesus Christ. Never once a woman who perfectly has reflected Jesus. I mean, not even Jesus' own mother would meet that standard, would she? But she still was a godly mother. Mary was a godly mother. Jesus let that be known. How blessed he was and how thankful he was for the mother that God had given to him, especially when he was in his dying moments on the cross. Because in those moments, he looked at his mom. And then he looked at his friend John, and he said to his mother, there's your son. And to John, he said to him, and there's your mother. And with those words, that was Jesus' way of saying to his mom, you have been the best of moms for me. Because you see, being a, a godly woman, or guys, a godly man, for that matter, doesn't depend upon being the perfect reflection of Jesus. Rather, what it is is being a person who is relying on him and looking to him and seeking to walk with Jesus throughout their life, trying to live out their faith. Or again, back to Peter, someone who is revering Christ as Lord in their heart, or as Paul says, the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It, it's living, knowing, and reflecting that I am a redeemed and forgiven child of God who is unconditionally loved by God. That's what it is to be a godly woman. That's what the best of moms seek to do. Now let's back up to something that I noted earlier about Proverbs chapter 31. Remember, this is the advice of a mother to her son 
most likely as he is getting ready to go out and look for his bride-to-be. Now, she doesn't come right out and say this, but I believe it is inherent in her advice to her son as to how to marry wisely. She doesn't come right out and say it, but I think this is what she's saying to him. She's saying to him, son, if you want to find a wife like this, if you want to find a woman like this to be your lifelong partner, you are going to have to be such a person yourself. If you want a godly woman for a wife, you're going to have to be a godly man to attract such a wife. Proverbs 31 is for all of us, isn't it? It's not just for women only. It is describing for all of us, whether we're a man or whether we are a woman, whether we are a child, whether we are married, or whether we are single, whether we are a mom or not, whether we are a, are a dad or not, it's describing for each of us how we are to live. Each one of us, as a living and forgiven and loved, redeemed child of God, we are each called to live out our lives in such a way as to reflect Jesus. That's the best gift we can give to our Heavenly Father. And as this video clip shows that we're about to see, it's the best way for you to honor the mom that the good Lord blessed you with. The best way to give the best of moms the gift that they desire is to live in the way that your mom taught you how to live and how she herself lived to the praise and honor of the Lord.